Hey everybody, welcome to Conversation Romance, the podcast, the late night reading edition. Yeah, if I look like I've been through the ringer, I may have. My name is Jeff Johnson, by the way, I'm the host of Conversation Romance. We are here tonight to read chapter 10 of Burning Ember. It's uh, by Sarah Arden, it's in the Ember Lake uh, book one series. There's two books in the series, number two we read last year, if you weren't with us. You're going to want to read it again this year. It is so good. And now that you know the family and you know the story that we're dealing with this one, it's even better. So, as I said, this is Burning Ember from Sarah, uh, Sarah Arden. It's available on Amazon. Um, when we first met, when we first opened the book, we met our couple, or met our heroine, and our hero, the firefighter and Sophie. So, this firefighter, Hayden Cole, always wanted to be a firefighter. This is his family. His mom, his dad, his grandmother even was a firefighter. So they, uh, he had he, his first chance to be a hero was to save Sophie. The girl, he's uh, that's our heroine. He, yeah, uh, he fa- he hesitated. He saved her, but he hesitated, and his hesitation cost her a lot of pain. And so they've been kind of cat and mouse for years and years and years, and now they're trying to make it work, right? Trying to, trying to make a go at it. She still has a horrible secret she needs to tell him, but we don't know what that is yet. We kind of do, but you weren't here, so you're going to have to just hang with us. So, they have kissed, they have faced a little crisis together, and this is the chapter after the crisis. It's chapter 10, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. Does it sound, sound like I'm stopped up? Sound like I have a cold and me, 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 me. <clears throat> And cheers, everybody. Mm. Sophie sat at the Ember Lake Police Station drinking the most awful coffee she had ever had. And, uh, uh, oh, she had given her statement to Dan Foxworth. That's Ainsley's sister and the town sheriff, right? Those kids were really lucky you guys were there. That bridge is a menace. After what happened to Ben, Todd, and now these people, I hope we can convince the city that something needs to be done about it. Ben Dodd had died doing the same thing that Hayden had done. She had managed to put it out of her head, and she had responded. They'd, won, they'd made one hell of a team. How is Mr. Mitchum, she asked. He's doing well. Completely grateful to you and Hayden. He, he thought he'd hurt those girls, and you know, well, you know Wayne. He's a gentle soul, and it would have shattered him in about a million pieces if something would have happened to him. I'm glad to hear he's okay. He's pretty lucky he didn't um, end up in the river, too. That traffic cam caught the whole thing. Oh, do you have the footage still? Yeah, why? Can I see it? I already gave my statement. There's no legal ramifications that I'm aware of. Why? I don't think there's anything good that can come of watching it. I know, but it's going to drive me crazy if I don't. I need to know that I'm remembering things the way they happen. I, I, I knew it. I, I had it mapped out in my mind, but some things are fuzzy now. I, I think surely that the narrative I've come up with in my head can't be the right one. Well, it is pretty intense. I've already lived through it. <sighs> she gave her best smile, but the one... She wore when she defended her thesis, like that was the best smile. The one she wore when she reassured patients, that was her best smile. 
the one that saw her through her every crisis. That was truly her best smile. You did live through it, but seeing the seeing a thing after, it's not always helpful. You're a therapist, you know this. I also know that if I want to have any peace in my own head, then I need to see it. Please. All right. Sophie knew she wouldn't like what she saw, but she wasn't prepared in any way for the blaring truth on the screen, the absolute disregard Hayden had for himself. It was one thing to be self-sacrificing, but to put oneself between another person and harm. Dear God, what Hayden Cole had did was something else entirely. He didn't pause at the edge of the bridge. He obviously didn't consider his surroundings or what would happen once he was in the water. The, the truck had barely rolled to a stop when he launched himself from the door and ran headfirst. Oh, shit. It was simply lack of hesitation. It was lack of logic. Lack of judgment. The knowledge was a weight on her shoulders that dragged all the way down into her gut. Her original assessment had been correct. He could never really love her because he didn't love himself. He didn't value himself. No self-worth, no self-care, no regard for self. Oh, shit. Oof. She also knew that even though she thought she didn't deserve him, she wasn't going to settle for halfway. Sophie thought she could, but <clears throat> it was going to be all or nothing. Dawn kind of seemed to know what she was thinking. You know, we all react differently in times of high stress. He's trained. He knew what he was doing. In all of her daydreaming and all of her longing for Hayden Cole, this was never a place she thought she'd be. Something to think about, Don added. It's not that, really. Far be it for me to meddle. I mean, Ember Lake has its too many busybodies for my peace of mind already. So I'm not going to say anything else. Anything else about what? Wait. Wait, what? Did we skip a page? We did. Shit, we skipped a page. I'm so sorry. He's trained. He knew what he was doing. Shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. He knew what he was doing. Oh, that was... How did... Wait, how did... Hang on. When did... When did Royce come in? Hayden's brother. Did y'all hear Royce come in? So page 92, page 93. Oh, well. Apparently Royce got in the room somehow. Did you, oh, well, you don't have a comment, so... Hmm. Sophie gave him a smile. is all she can manage. I'm trained as well in my chosen field, and I know exactly what I'm looking at. Sophie. 
If he hadn't acted as quickly as he did, those two girls would be dead. Dawn said again. It was what everyone had said, what Hayden had repeated to her numerous times after the incident, as if it were the fact that she was likely to forget. I know that. I'm not going to tear into him or anything. I mean, good. I had a boyfriend once. <laughs> Just once. Dawn smirked. I see why you and Cole work. I'm just giving you deserve, your deserved rash as a teasing. You've been talking to Ainsley way too much. I don't like this development. It doesn't bode well for anyone. She turned the monitor back around. Anyway, it was when I was an MP and I was stationed in Iraq. He was back here in the States, a nurse, trained. Like you, in crisis management. He saw a video of a patrol where shit went down. I mean, it got deep. I did what I had to do, but I came home. He said he couldn't live with the chances I took with myself. Sophie understood what she was saying, but it wasn't the same, not at all. If she had a client who was in her position, she'd tell that client to, to go out and do it now. Why? Because he couldn't be saved. She wasn't the one who was going to save him. The person had to choose to do that themselves. People are not projects. You have to love and accept them as they are, not, not as they might become someday. Oof. And love him she did. But after everything, she realized something. She loved herself, too. Just a little bit. But she loved herself enough not to settle and not to carry this guilt around any longer. She loved herself enough to let something go that wasn't good for either of them. In theory. She knew they had to talk and she wanted to make sure that, she, that he heard her. If she pounced on him now, all he would hear was that she couldn't handle his job. It had nothing to do with his job. I'm so confused. It had nothing to do with his job. In all of her daydreaming, all of her longing for Hayden Cole, this was never a place she thought she'd be. Something to think about, Don added. It's not that, really. Far be it for me to meddle, but Ember Lake has too many busybodies for my peace of mind, so I'm not going to say anything else. Anything else about what? Royce said as he poked his head into the office. You wouldn't be trying to keep my brother's girl just so you could to see me, would you? And if I was... More power to you, he shrugged. And then turned his attention to Sophie. I, I actually came to steal you, Sophie, if you have time. Oh, shit. This was something that she had missed. The inclusion as part of the family. I mean, God. She didn't know how she was going to be strong enough to turn her back on these things. Sure, Royce. Anything for you as long as Dawn's done. I got everything I need. If you think of anything else, give me a call, okay? Sophie, you know, she grabbed her purse. So where are we going? Anywhere you like, ma'am. She couldn't think of anything that sounded appetizing. Especially after what she'd just seen. She was kind of indifferent to food. 
Do you have time that I can steal you off to the city? So you want to talk about Hayden, she asked? Not Hayden. Livy, actually. You really helped the other night, and I'm, I'm wondering if you might have some other ideas. And you know, if we have lunch at Granny's Bakery or anywhere else in town, the rumors will be flying that you're a hussy stringing two brothers along. <laughs> you know how this town is. I mean, I love it here, but if I could change anything about it, that would be it. Oh, I know what she said. Yeah, I have time. I've canceled all my clients today because, well, I didn't know how long it was going to take with Dawn. There's a great beignet place at the market. Low-key, casual, but really good. Sounds good. I've heard about it. I've been down to try savory beignets and sweet for dessert. Sign me up, man. The truth was, she'd wish she could be as excited as she wanted to be about the beignets, but nothing was going to be the same again. Or would it? Especially not dessert. When I came in, you seemed upset. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, dude, I think that's supposed to be my life. She's a therapist, right? She was definitely upset, and she didn't know if she's ready to talk about it, though. And can't really talk about it to his brother, can you? Maybe, but... You know, we Coles never do anything the way we're supposed to. I'm not going to try to pry, but if you want an ear, I'll listen. Consider it quid pro quo for helping me live. If that makes you feel better, I mean. He opened the door to his truck for her and helped her up. I'm aware of all my brother's faults. It's not like you'll be telling me anything I don't know. Unless it's not about hating at all, man. She debated how much to say. It's it's definitely about Hayden, about what happened on the bridge. Oof, yeah. I heard from Noah it was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Or you could say that your brother has no regard for his own life. So, hey, sometimes we have to make snap decisions that put us in harm's way. She shook her head, no. He, he tried to feed her the same love that Don was, right? But they weren't, y'all weren't, they weren't listening to, to her, to Sophie. They weren't listening to her. Dawn was trying to tell me the same thing. And I, I get that. I really do. I know the difference. If you watch the footage, you'll see he's not actually making decisions. There's no assessment of the situation. He just flings himself into the fire before he has any clue of how he's going to extract himself for the people he's trying to help. He was a danger not only to himself, but to everyone in the situation. Damn. That's pretty harsh, Soph. I think you need to see it for yourself. Uh-oh. Now she's wondering maybe she shouldn't have said anything. Well, maybe I do. It's, it's not that I don't believe you, Soph. I, it, it's just I've been, I've been through hell with that man. If he was a danger, I would have seen it firsthand. Or would you? He'd never put you in danger, ever, so. She turned to look at the window and, and watched all the tall rows of sunflowers by the edge of the highway as they spread, as they sped towards a big city. But on the bridge, you weren't there. There was no one that he had to put first except for the girls in the car. He saved them, and that's amazing. 
but I can't help but think about the next time he leaps without looking. Are you going to talk to him? I don't know. I don't think he'd hear what I have to say. He, he'd rush to make the same excuses that you and Dawn both made. He'd dismiss me because I love him. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Uh, does he know that you love him? Oh, shit. Oh, her skin was suddenly too tight. It was almost itchy, you could say, right? She hadn't meant to say that she loved it, but it wasn't like it was a secret. It wasn't. But she, I mean, she knew he didn't feel the same way. and She'd already made up in her mind that he, she was going to have to let go of it. I don't see how he couldn't, though. No, no, no. So does he know that you actually see him and he's not just the hero who saved your life? Well, I would hope so. I've tried to tell him in all the ways I know how. Only maybe only maybe he didn't know that, or maybe he simply didn't believe it. I understand. She studied him for a long moment. You know, I think that you do... I think that you do understand. When we get to the city, I'll text Dawn and ask her about the footage. I'll, I'll talk to Hayden. Thanks. Hey, what's that? He asked. What do you mean? That tone just now, it sounded so final. So defeated. Did you did you get what you wanted, but it wasn't what you thought? You're going to break his heart, aren't you? Jeez. Maybe you should have been a therapist. <laughs> Lady, I know how to read people. Everyone except for Livy, it seems. He pulled the truck over to his stop, but we're not talking about her yet. This is, this is you and Hayden. What's going on with you? It was on the tip of her tongue to spill her guts, but she didn't. Instead, she just said, I, I can't really talk about it with you right now, and I hope you understand that. She put her hand on his arm. I also hope that you understand that I would never hurt him on purpose. I do love him. If you're about to leave him, when he needs you the most, that's not really love, so... Well, what he reads, what he needs right now isn't me, it's himself. <clears throat> she wished all he needed was her. She wished all she had to do was kiss him. Like any fairy tale, and he'd be himself again. The screwed up part of this is that I think I know what you mean. Good. Are you still going to feed me, dude? I guess. I mean, we're already halfway there. Might as well. Plus, I do need some words and some advice about Livy. Yeah, what's going on? I saw her ledgers that night when I was helping out at Ben. It's not good, Sylvie. First, I have to ask, did you ask her about it? Yeah, he did. She snatched him away from me and said she, she had it handled. Well, you should believe her. But she doesn't have it handled. I'm no account, but when everything is in the red, that's a problem. Have you thought that maybe she doesn't want everything in the black? 
Have you thought that maybe she doesn't want that bar? Maybe she wants a new start. Something different than this town that will remind her every day what she had and what she lost. Ooh. Ooh well, I didn't really think of that. Why would you? I mean, she's using that business to support herself. You saw the problem. You wanted to fix the problem. All I'm saying is that maybe the problem isn't the problem. Maybe I can make an offer on the bar and buy it from her, he suggested. As long as you're making a reasonable offer, I mean, make sure you show her you what you get out of it, right? Otherwise, she's going to think it's charity, and even though there's nothing wrong with charity, Levy Dodd doesn't need it, right? Oh, you're right about that. She wouldn't accept it either. I was actually thinking about that calendar that Noah volunteered us to do. Calendar? Oh, Hayden didn't tell you. Uh, you tell me. It's for trafficked women's shelter that's opening in Number Lake. Apparently, firemen's abs sell fairly well. But I don't see why we couldn't do some sort of benefit for Livy. The life insurance didn't go very far to get other benefits, right? She had to sue the city, and she didn't want to do that. She said she'd refuse to bankrupt the town's resources. Hmm. You know, we should have done something. Uh, we should, <laughs> we should have done something a long time ago. Mm. It's probably a good idea that you haven't done anything yet. I mean, just like we talked about the agency, right? You have to let people grieve and process in their own way, and you you can't help someone who doesn't want it. If I could throw something together, would you help? There's a benefit every year for first first responders, widows, and orphans. I could put her name forward as a local recipient. She was honored that he had asked, and more so she still felt like part of this family. Fuck. She's just getting in deeper. Of course I would. Have you said anything to Allison? I feel like this is squarely in her wheelhouse. Yeah, my mom said she was in. She wants to have it at the bar. I, I don't know how she's going to talk Livy into doing that. Well, if anybody could do it, your mom could. Oh, I'm counting on it. I have to help her. I promise Ben if anything ever happened to him, I'd look out for her. Are you in love with her, dude? Oh, kind of royceful. <laughs> he spun his head, obviously, but I know even when, if she could feel that way about me, she doesn't want to date any more heroes after what she's lost. I can't say I blame her. Me either, because it's not just heroes that have something to do with sacrificing. It's everybody that loves them. Oh. But I guess that's the thing about love also. You don't choose who you love, do you? It'd be great if we could, but things don't work that way now, do they? No, they don't, so... But it sounds like they do for you. It sounds like you're choosing not to love Hayden. <laughs> Listen, just because I gave you solid advice on how to help Livy, that doesn't mean I need any help. Don't you? 
No. And I didn't choose not to love Hayden. I will love him forever. I'll take these memories out of their box and remember what it was like to have your family, to have him, to have us. Then why would you ever give it up? Because it's only halfway. It's not real. There are things you don't know. There are things he doesn't know. So, that whole getting to know each other thing without your baggage isn't working so great after all, is it? He told you about that? Yeah. I've been telling him forever that no one sees himself the way he does. No one sees Hayden Cole. Failure who flambéed Sophie's Benedict. He's just Hayden. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He just said it. No one sees Hayden Cole. Failure who flambéed Sophie Benedict. Shit, that's her. He's just hating after all, man. She shook her head. As if he could be just anything. He didn't listen, did he? No, he doesn't. I thought we could save each other, but I know better now. What do you mean? It's a myth that you can actually save another person from their demons. They, they have to do it themselves. Hayden was one of my demons, if that makes any sense. It makes sense, because you're totally one of his. That wasn't something she'd ever wanted to be for him, but it was clearer than ever what she had to do. I hate this. Did y'all see this coming? Oh. If she really loved him, she had to let him go and could heal himself. She had to. She had to put his needs above her own. Even if it meant losing the family that she'd fallen in love with. The family she never had. Just like she'd fallen for Hayden. Well, that sucks. Oof. Well, I'm not a big fan of the direction this is going, but I have a con I have confidence that in 190, by the time we get to page 192, they're going to be happily ever after, you know what I mean? I have to keep looking at that. Why can't these? Oh, anyway. So thank you very much for joining the podcast. If you want to join us uh, during doing the live and, and to discuss the book before and after, we're going to take talk bell at 13500. It's on the page, conversationromance.com is the website this book is burning ember by sarah arden that was chapter 10 thank you very much and uh keep jamming everybody all right we're out